0: Hello, welcome back to the Equippers International podcast, short version, and we're continuing our time in the book of Hebrews. We're going to pick up there today, and the last couple of episodes I spent setting things in a bit of a historical context for us as we walk through this book, which I'll continue to stress is super important, uh, but let's read the first uh, four verses again and just continue to soak in these introductory verses. Um, interesting... This little letter, big letter, uh, in the New Testament is not addressed to a specific audience other than the name of the book, but unlike any other epistles that are written by Peter and Paul and James in the New Testament, the little book of Jude are addressed to specific people in specific places, but it's as though this book was written, um, for me, it's as though it was written kind of hastily, uh, straight to the point. And the writer of Hebrews does not address his audience, but he just jumps right in. I love the first word of the book, God. <laughs> and then he begins to put forth Jesus Christ in such a beautiful way. And we're going to step through these first four verses in the next few days, and we're going to pick up a few elements of these verses as they apply to Jesus, as the writer recognizes who Jesus is and what he represents, what he does. So yeah, let's When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels, as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. Now, the writer of Hebrews in these verses uh, highlights several characteristics of Jesus. If you'll just notice there in verse two, he talks about him being appointed the heir of all things, talks about that the worlds were made through him. Talks about him being the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his nature. Talks about him upholding all things by the word of his power. Talks about him having made purification for sins. Talks about him sitting down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Talks about him becoming better than angels and talks about him inheriting a more excellent name. So, wow, there's a lot here to unpack. Today, I just want to focus on verse 2, where he says that he appointed him as heir of all things. Now, when we think about the idea of an heir on a very natural level, it just simply means that there is something that is going to be inherited. There is something that is going to come to you in the future. If you await and be patient, then you will receive something. But this scripture specifically says that God appointed Jesus as heir of all things. That means that Jesus would either in the past or in some time in the future, will inherit all things. I think on one level, it just simply means that he possesses all things, that he is Lord over all and all things belong to him, and that he is the heir of all things. But I want to read two passages of Scripture quickly and just put this in a little bit more context of what exactly is it that Jesus Is going to inherit. Now, one passage is in the Old Testament and one is in the New Testament. Let's look at Psalm chapter 2. Now, there's a little bit of giveaway for this because right after these introductory verses in chapter 1, the first verses in the Old Testament that the writer of Hebrews is going to start from and beginning to quote is. Psalm chapter 2. So let's look at that real quick. I won't read the whole Psalm, but I just want to read verses 7 and 8. Now, the writer of Hebrews quotes verse 7 uh, very soon after this verse, but let me read it in context in Psalms chapter 2. He says, I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Verse eight, ask of me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. Now, if we read the whole psalm in context, it's very obvious that this psalm is a prophetic psalm of David where he is declaring the anointed one of God earlier in the psalm he talks about the nations being in an uproar and why are Kings devising a plan but God sits on his throne and he actually laughs because he says he has installed his king on the throne this is a direct reference to Jesus the son and he says concerning the son it's as though the father is having a conversation with the son in verse 8 and he says ask of me and I'll will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. In my understanding, this would be a direct reference to what Jesus inherits, because he has requested of the Father that the nations belong to him. Now, this word for nations is very interesting. I know I'm not trying to open a can of worms here, but from an interpretive standpoint, this word nations is translated many times in the Bible as nations, but it literally means the Gentiles. And in general sense, it just means all the people of the earth. Now, we know from the book of Revelation that around the throne of God, There will be people from every tongue and every tribe in every nation. So when the Old Testament in the book of Psalms talks about Jesus asking of the nations to be his inheritance, it does not necessarily mean that God is going to give him the United States and God's going to give him Canada. God's going to give him Kenya and God's going to give him Cambodia. He's saying that God is going to give him all the peoples of the earth as an inheritance Now, let's go to the New Testament and look at a passage that begins to open this up a little more for us. It's in the book of Ephesians. I'm going to turn there quickly and just read it to you. In Ephesians chapter 1, listen to what Paul says. Starting in verse 15 For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation into the knowledge of him. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? Now, there's a lot there, but I want to focus on that one phrase in verse 18. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? This is a very important idea, and this is what I want to bring across this morning. The writer of Hebrews says that Jesus was appointed the heir of all things. In a general sense, that means that Jesus receives the promise of the inheritance of the Father from all the nations, the people that will come unto him and will worship him and will receive him as Lord and Savior and who will bow down and worship him. That is Jesus's inheritance. And more specifically, Paul says that the riches of the glory of Jesus's inheritance is in the saints. It's in the holy ones. That means it's you. That means it's me. It's the children of God. So when the writer of Hebrews says that Jesus has been appointed heir, it means that Jesus has received his inheritance in us. Now, I want you to think about that. And I just want to, I just want to leave you with this thought this morning. Think about you being the inheritance of Jesus. Not just in a general sense, but in a very personal sense. You are the glory of His inheritance. Our lives are Jesus' inheritance. What He gains in us is very precious to Him. So when you consider yourself today, I want you to consider that you are are the prize for jesus you are the very thing that he asked the father for he said father give me the nations, give me people from all the nations of the earth. And the father said, I will do that for you, son. I will appoint you the heir of all things, including the nations, of which includes all those that come to him by faith. And so today we consider that we are the riches of the glory of his inheritance because it is in the saints that Jesus receives the very thing he asked for. So what a wonderful thought for us this morning. What great value God has put on us to give us to Jesus as an inheritance. So be blessed today with this thought. Be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.